0: Film Fanatics fanatics. fanatics. From the silver screen to your earphones With Alan Azulai and Gal Welcome back to Film Fanatics And we are here talking about the movies that get us obsessed, excited, and inspired And I'm Gal And I'm Alan Joining us today is David Taylor from Ultimate Movie Account Who I've known on Instagram for years now and he's got one of the most admirable and awesome movie pages on the entire platform. And fun fact, like us, he's a Christopher Nolan stan forever. So, uh, David, how's it going?
1: Yeah, that's a great intro. Um, great I don't know. Yeah, um, I'm doing well. Um, besides, uh, we're going to talk about it in a bit, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> I think I know what it is.
1: Uh, but welcome to the show, man. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you. It's great to be here and I hope uh hope I'm a good guest, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's been a while in the making and I could tell that you're prepared with the posters in the back to talk about a phenomenal filmmaker.
1: Oh right. I even have that one too, I forgot.
2: Well we do have to talk about the Oscars nominations. Uh they just came out and let's just say they're not great. But anyway, let's uh let's uh right. let's talk about it. Uh
0: somewhat great. <laughs> so depending exactly. where exactly
2: so i'm gonna bring up some graphics for us to talk about it first and then we can just talk about nice. other things so let's start with supporting actress
0: i have no complaints here
2: uh, we have angela bassett for kind of forever jamie lee curtis for everything everywhere all at once carrie condon for um the benches of initiating hong chow for the whale and stephanie su also from everything everywhere all at once So, David, what did you think about this particular setup? Um,
1: It was kind of uh, predictable, this uh, category, for sure. Um, I don't know. I I was just never, you know, I I, I guess I get uh, Angela Bessa getting nominated, but it wasn't, you know, I wasn't blown away by her performance or anything. I have a thing, I guess, against everything everywhere all at once all of a sudden. But uh, just to have two of the supporting uh, performances in that category. It's just, I couldn't find anything else, you know, I don't know, but,
2: uh, uh, don't worry. You, you have my, my support here. Really? I'm
0: the opposite. (laughs) I have no complaints here. Um, I think these are all wonderful. Um, yeah, like this is the strongest one of the acting categories, at least in my opinion.
2: Yeah. I, I, Stephanie Sue was great, but I think maybe she was, uh, the sixth. I don't know if I would put her in the top. I think she stole the in movie. The top five. So this one is uh, was the least contentious online. Uh, so let's go to the next one. Supporting actor. Do you want to read the Mughal?
0: Yeah, Brendan Gleeson and Barry Keoghan, both for Banshees of Inisherin. Ki Hui Quan for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, and. Judd Hirsch for the Fablemans, Which i not predicted. Paul Dano.
2: I predicted on the show that this would happen. Okay. Uh, I did not predict uh, Brian Tyree Tyree Henry though.
0: <laughs> if anything, I'm just happy for him because he's like one of my favorite performers of who have like come into his status around his time. Uh he's just become huge the last couple of years and I'm always, always rooting for him. And I saw Causeway at the world premiere at TIFF. So I'm always happy for him, even if Paul Dano should have gotten in for sure for the Fablemans.
2: Uh, yeah, he was great in Causeway. I saw Causeway, like, on the plane, I think. But uh, <laughs> he was great. And I'm happy for him because I am a fan of his work as well. And I think it's pretty obvious that Kay Huikwan is going to win this one, right?
1: It's obvious who the winner is. And Judd Hirsch, yeah, it's definitely kind of like a oddball choice, but...
2: I still can't believe I predicted that. Category, category. <laughs> yeah. The third one we're looking for here. Let's talk about lead actor. Uh, Austin Butler for Elvis. Brandon Fraser for The Whale. Paul Mescal for Afterson, Bill Nighy for Living. And Colin Farrell for The Benches of Inisherin. David, what do you think about this lineup?
1: A solid lineup. I, I do like uh, that Paul Mescal made it in. Um, Bill Nighy, I haven't seen the movie, but um, I, I love him death so,
0: so i just saw it he's man. great the movie's okay in my opinion but he's amazing in it
1: i also i That's haven't seen
2: leaving or after son yet after i'm seeing probably like in the next two weeks yeah austin butler was always gonna get this nom um For sure. but i'm happy that again like you i'm a huge bill 90 fan so i'm so glad that he made it in and um it's definitely for the career because I also don't see a lot of buzz for this movie in general. Who was nominated
0: for screenplay. Uh,
2: but yeah, so um, who I want to win is Colin. I haven't like I, haven't, I think
0: yeah right now. If I had to say, it looks like Colin Farrell's gonna win, but I don't know. I it just could be between st- Butler I, or Fraser. Yeah, two.
2: the three of them I think are the three for front runners for sure. Like Brander, Austin, and Colin are the front runners. And this one is really a toss-up, in my opinion. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, what I will yeah.
0: say is, uh, I would have put in Hugh Jackman also. I loved him in The Sun. But it seems like I was the only person who really liked that movie.
1: Yeah, it's got a lot of mixed uh, reactions, for sure.
2: Uh, so, yeah. So, if uh, either Brandon or Colin win, I'm, I'm a happy guy. I was thinking also that um, that Hugh Jackman was getting the fifth spot, not Paul. So, yeah. it's interesting. Uh, great, so let's move on to the next one. We have lead actress. The, do you want to read us through, Gal? All
0: right. Uh, Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna de Armas, Blonde, Andrea Riseborough to Leslie, Michelle Williams in The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh in Everything Everywhere All at Once. So, yeah.
2: Not a fan of this category. Three amazing
0: performances <laughs> and two that I would have definitely switched out. Um, I would have
1: Anna and Andrea.
0: I would have, well, I haven't yes. seen Till Leslie, but I would have subbed them out for Danielle Deadweiler for Till and Margot Robbie for Babylon.
2: I second both of these. Uh, I haven't seen Blonde or to Leslie, which again, I don't know if it's great for me just telling that I want them off without seeing it. But like, just in general, Margot Robbie and um, uh, what's, the, uh, what's the name from, uh, from Till?
0: Uh, Danielle Deadweiler.
2: Danielle Deadweiler delivered such amazing performances this year. That I don't like that they're not here. Maybe, Wait, did you see Till? C- yeah.
0: Oh man, pretty I good. cried at that it was movie. Pretty good.
2: Uh, and uh, Michelle Williams, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like, yeah, I would have given her maybe the fifth spot. So yeah. But this is between Michelle Yeoh and Kate Blanchett. I think it's uh, it's pretty obvious between yeah. the two of them. And I don't know acting wise, I want to give it to Bl- to to Kate. I think she did amazing in that movie like that was transformative but i love michelle yo so much so i can't in good conscience, not give her this win
0: david who are you rooting for
1: um well to you know me i love ana Armas, but uh i'm glad to see you're getting nominated but uh, you know maybe if i were to like look back at the year i don't know if she necessarily deserves a spot but great performance though nonetheless uh, I'm with no, Alan I mean... about Michelle Williams. Oh, sorry.
2: Yeah, no, no, I'm just agreeing with you that, like, I love her. I just don't think it was the right here for her.
0: I'm more happy for but her I... as a person than for the movie. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and, but I, mean... I do agree with you, Alan, about uh, Michelle Williams. Uh, it, it was a good performance, but I don't know uh, if it's, like, nomination-worthy.
2: Yeah.
0: I disagree with that.
2: Like, uh... yeah, I'm. I'm... More upset that Margot's not here.
0: <laughs> like, if this was between Kate Blanchett, Michelle Yeoh, Margot Robbie, Michelle Williams, that would be incredible competition. Because um, Margot Robbie should have been the discussion to even win after I saw Babylon. uh Right now, I think Kate Blanchett's like the front runner, but Michelle Yeoh has this wonderful narrative about her whole career and her character in this, and the movie is leading with eleven nominations. So I wouldn't say this one's in the bag yet.
2: Yeah. This one is one of the hardest ones to predict. Because there's basically two front front runners. Like Michelle, Andrea, and Anna, they're just happy they're here. Like <laughs> they're not getting anywhere near this Oscar. Unless Michelle and Kate split the vote enough that like they tie. they're like somebody else gets in just because of that. I don't know.
1: It's interesting about Andrea though, because uh I apparently I guess it was like a legitimate social media campaign, you know, like everyone was just raving about her performance and
0: I think it started with Kate Blanchett in like her critics choice speech where she shouted out the performance and then a couple other big actors started tweeting about it. And then a couple people in the film community and then it snuck up above these bigger movies.
2: Either way, if Kate wins or Michelle Yeoh wins, I'm I'm a happy guy. Yeah. Uh so let's move on to director. This one's a little bit more contentious. Uh people are mad that there are no women here and um so that's like that's a controversy around this one and there's it's also like five white guys and like one Asian guy so I, I understand why people are slightly upset about this um but yeah uh, Gal do you want to read us in for this one
0: all right Martin McDonough for the Banshees of Innishar and finally with that directing nomination the Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once uh, first time nominee Steven Spielberg For the Fablemans. Just kidding. He's a 22-time nominee now. Jesus Christ. Uh, Todd Field for Tar and Ruben Osland for Triangle of Sadness. If I would have switched out anyone, it would have been Ruben Osland, I think, for maybe James Cameron or Edward Berger for All Quiet on the Western Front or Damien Chazelle if people would loved that movie more
2: yeah uh listen triangle of sadness is in my top five movies of the year so i think the person that's least upset about this is me and i still don't think she should be here
0: still a good oh,
1: movie i don't know i
2: i enjoyed Sadness. i loved it it's I it's in my top picture, five of the year
1: yeah people are like starting to like hate on it all of a sudden it's like oh it shouldn't be best picture oh it's best director like what uh, we... best picture i don't mind but directing
0: i, yeah, I agree change.
2: with i agree with best picture it should definitely be there I just think that, uh, like Gao said, like just the three guys that Gao said, I think deserved it a little bit more from a directing standpoint. Nothing wrong with uh, Ruben's directing. It's fantastic directing. But like, I just think those three guys ach- like achieved a little bit more when it comes to like I their movies. I think he has
0: that European flair that they love.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Todd Todd Field was a happy, a happy surprise for me.
0: Yeah, I was... I think he rose up when he got the Director's Guild nomination, yeah. and I'm glad that he got in. I also saw his, I think his first movie last night called In the Bedroom, and just solidified that he's a fantastic director who I only found out about this year.
2: Yeah, same. I still have only seen TAR of the things he's done, so. Uh, okay, so who do you guys think is the more likely to win, and who do you want it to win? Let's start with you, David.
1: Um, I... Again, I'm not too strong on these nominees unfortunately, but if it has to be anyone, it would have to probably be either Todd or Martin. But I'm I'm afraid to say the Daniels might take this one unfortunately. <laughs> I'm going to be so sad, but
2: <laughs> bringing out the negativity towards everything everywhere all at once. I'm here for it, God is not. Are you kidding? Uh, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm, I'm I'm like I'm like medium on the film, you know? Like I yeah, I, I really appreciate what it is. I'm just not that big on it, if that makes sense. But I appreciate wow. like the filmmaking and all that. Heartbroken. And um, I still think they should be here, by the way. I just don't think they should win. <laughs> um, well,
0: I think they might win. They might it's win. it's not Steven yeah. Spielberg. Because I think Steven Spielberg is the more traditional front runner here. But, you know, I think Daniels also have a great shot at screenplay. But people are just praising it as a stylistic wonder, so they may get directing.
2: You know, um, for more likely, I will go also with uh, Steven Spielberg with like the Daniels being second. I think the narrative is really coming into everything everywhere all at once is like favor right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if I was going to choose, I would go a little bit outside the box here and I would put Todd Field. I think it's excellent the, the like the, like the, the the like just the, what he brought out of like his actors especially with Kate like the two of them did like a fantastic job in that movie
0: he 100% deserves it because he kind of brings like an a- auteur voice to it even though I had never seen a movie of his before I was like wow this is someone special
2: yeah so let's let's move on to I guess what's the main event of uh, the Oscars uh, best Picture. You have *Out Quiet on the Western Front*, *Avatar: The Weight of Water*, *The Benches of Inisherin*, *Elvis*, <clears throat> *Everything Everywhere All at Once*, *The fablemans *Tar*, *Top Gun: Maverick*, *Triangle of Sadness*, and *Woman Talking*. Not a lot, a lot of complaints here besides *Elvis*, right?
0: David, what are your thoughts on *Elvis*? Because we've talked about this before.
1: I thought it was fine um, I, I think I like the story more um, especially uh, in his Las Vegas years it's very uh, very heartbreaking stuff but yeah. it's just in terms of film overall uh, I just, I don't know it, it just it did feel so a little generic you know yeah. and sure it does because... have uh, Baz Luhrmann's style which I do enjoy more than most and uh, but it does kind of hinder Austin's performance because you can see the commitment, the, you know, the greatness in it, but with all the edits and the flashiness, it's just... Yeah. You just
0: feel distant from him.
2: Every time that, like, a random song from 2010 shows up, I just want to <laughs> shoot myself. Yeah, yeah. I hate it when he like, does,
1: like, remixes and stuff like
2: that. I'm like, I'm watching... The
1: song is great
2: as it is. Exactly. Like, Elvis has so many good songs. Why the and then hell... they put
0: Doja Cat.
2: Why the hell are you playing jo- Doja Cat over Elvis <laughs> on an Elvis
1: biopic? Whatever. So
0: David, I think I know the answer to this, but what was your biggest snub and best picture?
1: Well, I just I just don't get why Babylon is just is being it's like ridiculous. scraped under the rug. It's, it's sure it's a little divisive or maybe it's a lot divisive, but it's an incredible film no matter what. Um
0: I mean I thought like if Don't Look Up or Vice could get like fifty, sixty percent and get a best picture nomination, why can't Babylon 'Cause I I thought like the people who liked it were vocal enough for it to get in here. And it got in for SAG like, yeah. Golden Globe.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm so pissed yeah. off Everything that it's not here.
1: It's too many nominations, you know? Just might as well give one of them the Babylon,
2: you know? Yeah. I'm happy Top Gun is here though.
1: That was a yes, fun surprise. I, um I guess I don't know if it's controversial but yeah, out of all these nominees, Top Gun Maverick should win.
0: Um Ooh, interesting. I love that. I would love quiet. if that
1: happened. That would be insane. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, it has the passion behind it, but I don't know if it's gonna happen. But it definitely has the love. But I love that All Quiet on the Western Front had like this resurgence. Like we talked about it in October and we were hoping it would go big. And then it kinda disappeared. And then like a week or two ago when it got fourteen BAFTA nominations, everyone was like, Yeah, All Quiet on the Western front, and now it's back.
2: Yeah. Uh I also would have liked to see the Woman King in here. Uh, zero nominations. Zero for that Zero movie. nominations. Not even
0: costume, bro. <laughs> zero, really? Uh,
2: so yeah, and I wanted to go for best picture, not not to win, but like I think it would have been like a, my tenth pick, maybe.
0: Maybe um, they didn't want to nominate two movies called Woman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, okay, so I'll go first. I think my favorite, and who I wish, I actually have two that I would like to win. Uh, again, I think Top Gun would be an incredible pick. It would be crazy. But my favorite out of this is The Fablemans. So I would say The Fablemans. But I don't think it's winning. I think Everything Everywhere All at Once is winning. Yeah.
0: Me too. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> I think the only ones with a genuine shot right now are Banshees, Everything Everywhere, and The Fablemans.
1: Yeah, Banshees is the second one for sure. Again, uh, Top Gun Maverick for me because to be in my i don't know what the exact rules obviously like what the uh requirements or that goes into deciding the stuff but top gun maverick it, it it's i don't know if it's the but maybe it is it's the cinematic ex- experience of last year um it brought people back to the theaters it's it's beloved by you know a lot of people it, it it's, it's it's a shared experience that we all went through and it was amazing technically too because you know it was shot really well great story it's uh you know it's like an 80s modern blockbuster which is a winning combo in today's uh movie library so i don't know it's it should win in my opinion in terms of best picture um but it looks like everything all at once is gonna win <laughs> um But Banshees, I could see winning. Uh, The Fablemans, for sure. Um, Or maybe, I don't know, who knows? Maybe Avatar will just be like... Uh, If Elvis wins this, do we all just kill ourselves?
0: (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) If Elvis wins, that's worse than Green Book. That's even worse than Crash, in my opinion. Like, I think this is the... Like, I guess it's kind of harsh, but I do think this is like maybe the worst Best Picture nominee in a couple years. Maybe besides Vice...
2: Yeah, Vice was bad. Actually, but... I,
0: I honestly thought Vice at least, like, had its message better told.
2: I think Elvis was a worse movie than Vice. Decision to leave
1: didn't get nominated, right? For
0: That was a huge surprise, because um, it seemed like it was finally going to be Park Chan-wook's moment. I want to see it soon. I haven't seen it. But he did The Handmaiden even get nominated for International? I think it did. Uh,
1: most likely, I would say, yeah.
0: Maybe he has been nominated, but, like... It's definitely a surprising one considering how beloved it was. One more thing I will throw out. Go for it. I was hoping to see Nope at least get nominated for visual effects. Maybe on the optimistic side, cinematography. And that unfortunately didn't happen.
2: Uh, Why is Elvis in best film editing? Can someone explain this to me? Fun
0: fact, they also nominated Vice and gave it to Bohemian Rhapsody for the win. win? God. (laughs) Why do they do that? This category is turning into most editing instead of best editing. I would like to introduce to you our special guest, Damien... No. I would have been insane. That would <laughs> have been insane. Our director, Spotlight, for the day. Unlike our spotlight from last time, he wasn't nominated today, but it's Damien Chazelle. And we're going to start with his first major movie. Not his first movie, but... His first one that received the proper attention, which is Whiplash. Um, Whiplash is a movie I have history with. And honestly, like, a lot of people say this about different movies. Whiplash is one of the movies that got me to appreciate filmmaking and directing and whatnot. It also might have been the first R-rated movie I ever saw in theaters. Um, I saw it in theaters with my mom. And I think...
2: Is it R-rated? What?
0: Yeah, they say fuck like every... Two seconds, but maybe I'm just
2: descent at this point.
0: Yeah, but yeah, like everyone in my family circle loved it. It got nominated for what eight Oscars and won three, including Best Supporting Actor for J.K. Simmons, who I think delivers one of my favorite performances I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, I I love this movie so much. I only got to it I think last year. Um... Uh, I've seen it, like, two or three times, I think, since then. And um, it always kind of sneaks up on you because it's not a really flashy movie. But it really gets you going. Like, uh, you really, like, feel everything. And, like, um, the shots are insane. I love that thing. Damien Chazelle does this in every single one of his movies. Where he moves the camera quickly between, like, one point to the other. And he goes back to, like, catch, catch, like, the actor's reactions. And that's one of my favorite things like ever like I really enjoy when, whenever he does that and uh, I think this is where he started doing that with the scenes of um Miles Teller pay- playing the drums and JK like um coordinating him I guess I have no idea if that's conducting conducting him and uh yeah uh it's it's definitely one of my favorites and um and I have a blast every time I watch it JK JK Simmons deserved that Oscar like you really did it's fantastic
1: um yeah no I, I I love the whiplash as well I saw it in theaters uh twice I believe and both the experiences were great because it's it's one of those films like Alan was touching on that um y- you feel you're on the edge of your seat you're you're sweating you know, your heart's pounding um I I I I. I was trying to remember the film well it was the 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 Safdie brothers with Robert Pattinson what's that one called again I'm good good time. like uh, good Time, yes. I, I don't know if it came out before Good Time, but I was like, I always say with Lashes the original, and you know, Panic Cinema or whatever. It's um, <laughs> a good one. So, uh, but like, yeah, both times I saw it in theaters, uh me including, you know, the audience, including me, you know, still stood up and clapped at the end of, the, you know, when the credits rolled. And I'm like, yes, this is, I'm so glad, you know, a small film like this. And it just goes to show how great of a director Damon Chazelle is, you know, even for his age, you know, being... You know, quote-unquote inexperienced
0: oh, 31 when he directed that <laughs> maybe even younger yeah twenty-nine.
1: It's, yeah it's it, it's incredible and, and he didn't necessarily get me into directing like obviously that's Christopher Nolan but in terms of just like seeing how young he was I'm like wow it's he, he can make great films like this and I think Nolan was at a young age too when he started making great movies but you know it, it, it's just it's so inspiring to see someone making that high caliber of a film um but yeah, Whiplash is uh incredible, incredible I film.
0: I think also, um, like, the dilemmas in a way that it proposes, like, is it really worth sacrificing all this for your art? Is Fletcher, because he thinks he's doing the right thing by pushing these people to the edge, because that's how you create stars. And, like, but is that all really worth it? And it's a very similar idea to Black Swan, which is also a magnificent movie uh, of, like, how much can you really sacrifice for art? Do you need to? Um, according to this movie, yes. I don't. I don't think he's promoting it necessarily, but that's what JK Simmons believes. And he has so many memorable quotes. Uh, there's like the first scene where he starts going crazy. And he has all these insane roasts. Man, I still I still know some of the lines where he's like, "You are a worthless piece of shit whose mommy left daddy for the final father fucking time." Say it louder he's just so, so memorable
1: and then obviously the one towards the end where he's like uh, there's no two words uh, harmful in the english language then good job which i, I sort of agree with but obviously you know I-, I you know there are healthy sacrifices in life obviously you know f- to you know pursue your you know passions but obviously yeah. this is meant to go this is the extreme levels of you know what but uh you know there is some truth to Obvious uh, to what Chazelle's uh, putting out there.
2: Yeah, uh, it's a similar message than Judge uh, Hirsch gives in The, the Fae Woman.
0: Family art, <laughs> it'll tear you in too. <laughs> so maybe he wins. Maybe he wins. Um, and I think he's also left a cultural impact because every time I see like best movie villains of the 21st century, Fletcher's up there. And I feel like. This sort of, I didn't really know much about J.K. Simmons, like besides Spider-Man, but I feel like this culminated everything that he was good at and then raised it even higher. And now I feel like every time we see his acting, we compare it to Whiplash. And Miles Teller, I think also is by far at his best here. Uh, Melissa Benoist was great. Paul Reiser as his dad, I thought was wonderful.
2: Such a shame that she went to the CW after this. (laughs) (laughs) She's so good like uh they, yeah it's she will get back on it for sure I'm sure now that the CW basically I, doesn't I, I, exist
1: I never checked out any of the CW stuff so I can't comment but it looked cheesy
2: yeah everything the CW is cheesy but I watched everything unfortunately uh so uh usually uh David in the end of when we review a movie we give out like our scores uh from um 1 to 10 so do you want to get us started with uh with Whiplash? Whiplash?
1: Yes. Hey, I'll give it a solid uh, 8.
2: Nice. Gal? Are
0: you ready to hear my rating for Whiplash? I am. It's a 10 for me.
1: Wow. It's a
0: movie that stuck with me, that keeps blowing me away, that since I've grown up, when I saw it when I was 12, I discover new things about it. And uh, yeah, it was just the start for an incredible career for this man.
2: Fantastic. I'm going closer to Gal but not a 10. I'm going nine and a half. I love this movie to death. Uh, It's it's a movie that introduced me to Damon Chazelle, and he's quickly becoming one of my favorites, uh, even though he has, like, four movies, which is crazy. uh, And he's, like, 20. Uh, But, but, yeah, like, uh, every scene, like, uh, we discussed already, like, I'm on the edge of my seat. And I felt that very much. So from the first time that I watched the movie, and it is one of my favorite movies for sure. So nine and a half. Uh, so let's go to the second uh, big movie. Uh, at the point, at this point, Damien Chazelle' most expensive movie, La La Land. So La La Land came out in twenty sixteen. And it kind of received the best, best picture, but kind of didn't. For a bit. Um,
0: Let's give a shout out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. Uh, David It's uh, is showing his magnificent ultimate He's not poster. a fan of the movie,
0: as you can tell.
2: Um, <laughs> Don't worry. We all hate it here, right?
0: It's easily his worst. Right? Easily
2: his worst. No. <laughs> I can't keep up with the joke. Yeah. Play i i can't lie about this movie uh, either. go ahead david you you start
1: yourself it's a modern masterpiece um yeah we mentioned like i was i was working at the movie theater and obviously uh, at the bar we had the tv on and had the oscars was playing they read best picture la la land i jumped for joy i'm like yes Then all it's of a sudden so they're so like so everyone soft, looked confused man. and everything right. i'm like no way what's going on please don't do this and they gave it to moonlight which is a good film in its own right, but La La Land, like you know, it's again sort of like with Top Gun Maverick, like it's technically beautifully made, but also just it's just been loved, loved by so many people. The songs are amazing, you know, it, people can just uh relate to it because we just we're all dreamers in our own rights, you know, we you know, we're full sometimes for following our dreams, but like it, it's it's such a universal message, and it's a beautiful film. Um. Yeah, I I just I loved it. It um it's everything that I wanted a movie and more, I guess.
0: Is it safe to say this movie changed all our lives? Um Yeah, I think so.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, La La Land. I mean, I remember seeing it in the same weekend because I think it came out in the same weekend as Rogue One Star Wars and I saw them both in the same weekend. It did? And um oh in the
2: US definitely not in Brazil (laughs) uh,
0: and like it was a full theater as opposed to what Damien Chazelle movies look like now but I think from that opening scene that that
2: really hurt man that was too soon I did not enjoy that
0: (laughs) well more people need to come see his movies in theaters um but from that opening shot I think uh that opening take that last six minutes seven minutes I don't even know but I was just already blown away. Like, like, I knew that I was watching something special. And from there, every set is like meticulous and the colors are memorable. Emma Stone knocks it out of the park and her chemistry with Ryan Gosling is just terrific. He's also so lovely because he's almost like this larger-than-life guy who's has, who has his own struggles. And, um, and she has that scene where she sings The Fools Who Dream um, which gets me every time, and Justin Hurwitz's scores out of this world. um, and yeah, I've seen it like four or five times. uh, there was one time where I think like around the time the Oscar nominations were coming out for it, I saw it twice in like three days. <laughs> um and uh, yeah, and that ending makes me tear up like the whole last ten minutes. Um, so hard. To it's called Epilogue in the in the soundtrack by Justin Hurwitz, and it brings me to tears because it's such perfect filmmaking. But it also brings like really realistic ideas that I didn't see in that many movies before of like of sacrifice and and how failure does hurt, even though it may or may not be the end. And then like success looks like not what we would ever imagine. Yeah. but yeah i'm going on for a long time about la la land
2: yeah um rightfully
0: so I you think. guys
2: said a bunch of stuff but i do have more to say because that's how good this movie is okay. uh this movie definitely changed my life when i watched it uh for the first time and i feel like every time i watch it it kind of changes it a little bit more um this movie is i again i saw it on like a packed screening um like I think I remember it being like this premium screening, like with like the recliner seats and all that. And it was such an amazing experience. And you got up and danced. No. Uh honestly I would have if I if I knew the soundtrack before. Uh no, but um no, I'm not that guy. Um But I think the right word to describe this movie is magical. I think there's a quality of like um, like magical in the real world, like a magic that we can reach if we all just reach high enough. Uh, and it's and it's beautiful, and every single scene, you your eyes are glued to the screen because it is so beautiful and so perfect, and the colors, and the framing, and just the magnetic performances by Emma Stone. And Ryan Gosling Emma stone won an Oscar for this role very deservedly so Just for her scene in audition alone. She deserves three Oscars, let alone one Um, and Yeah, like the this like the music in this musical is just mind-blowingly good Justin Hurwitz is probably like the like, the best, um, like, film musician of our generation, maybe him and Giacchino, but, like, I think especially him because of this movie. Especially because of this movie. And, um, yeah, this is another soundtrack that I have on all the time, and it always just brings a smile to my face.
0: And, again, this was, like, his jump from an indie movie... uh, Whiplash was, like, a relatively indie movie to what's, like, one of the highest-grossing... Original movies the last couple of years, it made around five hundred million dollars. Wow, that's crazy! And Based you know, on and it cost, word of mouth. what
2: eighty, eighty or sixty? I think sixty. Um, but yeah, this this movie made me fall in love with movies all over again. And I don't think there's another. I don't think there's a better way to express how much I love it. Yeah, I can gush about this movie for three hours if you let me.
0: Oh, literally, <laughs> it's just like. Yeah, I don't know what to say. We've we've poured out our adoration for this art. we the ultimate film bros.
2: Yeah, just uh, that line, here's to the ones who dream, like just always gets me. I'm like, yeah, yes, Emma, I will dream. You're letting me dream right now.
0: David, do you have a favorite scene in the movie or like a moment that really caught you the first time you saw it or one that grew on you?
1: Uh, this, there's a lot, like you mentioned the uh, the highway scene in the beginning, uh, the ending, perfect. Um, perfect opening. Yeah, it's it's just um, it's an incredible movie. It, it, I even though he's Ryan Gosling's character is uh, he's into jazz, but I I related to him because just how passionate he was about something, and that's how I feel about movies, you know. And you know, people always post that scene where he's like explaining jazz in the cafe, and that's me, you know, about movies. You know, you're just like it, it, it's exciting. It, it's I chaotic. And, yeah, yeah. Um. I feel
2: like that was Damien injecting his movie yeah. loving like, energy. He loves jazz. He loves There's jazz a as well, cross out so... word
0: movie, right to jazz. Yeah.
2: I think maybe he was uh, he was represented by both of the main characters because her love of film and acting, and uh, his love of jazz was basically. What Damien loves, so and I also love J.K.
0: Simmons' little appearance in it. Not quite as good as his performance in Whiplash, but I love when he's like, "I don't think, I don't think you know what you're saying. I think you mean come back tomorrow. No, what planet are you from? You're fired."
2: <laughs> it's so good, and like I guess a favorite scene, I would say it's the it's the epilogue, right, the last scene. Yeah, I would say that, but because you just said it, I'll say I'll I'll say something else. Um. I think uh the scene um that they're dancing in the uh, what is it called uh, the the observatory uh, The observatory That
0: grew on me. I was going to say
2: That scene, man, it's just that's that's art. Like that's <laughs> there's no other way to explain it. You see that? That's a piece of art that you can hang. And Do you know go how much to tourism museum? that
0: place got from this movie? <laughs> it's wild. Uh I haven't been yet. But I've been to LA and It does make you want to dream.
2: It does. Uh, So, are you guys ready for um, scores? Because, again, I guess we can talk about this movie for, like, the whole episode if you let us. I don't think we need to go through scores because I'm pretty sure we all have the same one. Yeah. So, I guess I'll start. La La Land is a perfect movie. 10 out of 10.
1: (laughs) Same. I agree. 10 out of 10.
0: Yeah, it's not only the best musical I've ever seen, but... When I see new movies now, especially ones where I'm like, does this deserve a ten out of ten? Or ones that I hear they're like um are competing for Oscars possibly. There's a couple movies in recent years that like hold them up to the standard of and Lawland La will always be one of them. And it's also in my top fifteen or twenty of all time.
2: Same. It's perfect. There's nothing else to say about it. <laughs> okay. Um Uh, Do you want to introduce the next film, Gal?
0: Sure. Our next movie is another musical. No. Uh, This one is First Man. uh, Also directed by Damien Chazelle. This time not written by him. And it's starring... No, sorry. It was written by Josh Singer. And it starred actually a lot of people. Ryan Gosling. Claire Foy. um, Kieran Hines. Jason Clarke. uh, Christopher Abbott. Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler. Um, yeah, just plenty of people in a movie about one of the most famous things to ever happen in human history, which is the moon landing, and it was nominated for four Oscars and it won visual effects.
2: These are really so. Um, I guess I'll start with this one. I was very late <laughs> to this one. I watched it last yeah. week for the first time, um, and yeah. Because I always wanted to watch it, but for some reason it was never on a streaming service. And then I think Gao just gave up and he illegally downloaded it and put it in a box. No, don't reveal me. And put it in a OneDrive Uh, for me.
0: (laughs) Don't reveal me. I have pity on him.
2: Uh, So I will say it is beautiful. The visual effects are are fantastic. The cinematography is great. The score always just in her. It's fantastic. But it shows that this is the one movie that Damien Chazelle didn't write. Um, I think it's the, it has the weaker script of uh, all of his his movies, and um, this, it has an uh, a, an incredible performance uh, by Ryan Gosling. But I think in general, especially after La La Land, um, it does leave you wanting more a little bit in my opinion let's see what what you guys have to say about it
1: uh i agree um i i haven't seen it since i uh i believe watched in theaters i might have watched it another second time at some point but um yeah obviously coming off a lalo and i'm like no this is gonna be another masterpiece but it's great technically uh you know visually um the the effects uh, what i love about him as well he's he tries to do everything in camera so, you know, it was beautiful to see, um, especially that the IMAX uh, uh, moon landing scene. But, um, I, yeah, I Ryan Gosling is – what was that? I hate that I missed that. Miss that. While well, I was uh,
0: watching it in tears, I was like, should have gone in IMAX.
1: Nah, it was a great transition because, you know, how it's kind of a POV and it transitions out into the – When the he walks craft, out of the door. It's it's like a seamless – it's like, you know, you see the bars and it just goes into IMAX once it's uh, – it, it's it's great um i i also like it cuz it's also like sort of like reminiscent of interstellar it's kind of like a, a father daughter movie um um but yeah it, it's 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 kind of a cold movie you, you, you don't it's so you feel sort of distant from it and i don't know if that's what he was trying to go for cuz from the movie and just things that you hear like um uh, Neil Armstrong he, he seemed like kind of a A serious you know not fun type of guy so maybe that's what they're just going through tonally uh, of the whole film but uh, I do want to give it another chance but it's definitely not his best but that's not saying much because
0: First Man actually has two of my biggest Oscar snubs ever which is Justin Hurwitz not getting nominated because this is also one of my favorite scores in the world and then Claire Foy not getting nominated for supporting actress because I thought she deserved it as well. And she like got in everywhere else. And then it was a big surprise when she wasn't nominated. I saw this one in theaters. And it was very different from what I expected. Especially a movie about you know such a popular event. Like the moon landing. Um, but I remember really latching on to what he was going for. It's a lot quieter than his other movies. And so I don't think like necessarily the script is memorable. But I think the way he... He, like, edited the shots together. Um, Like, the way the editing flows and uh, the mood that he creates had, like, this very interesting sense of, like, everything grand going on. But then a bit of melancholy. And I also think this is one of Ryan Gosling's best, at least his best, dramatic performances. And he was just terrific. I also would have loved to see him get nominated for this movie. Um, And everything in space it was like loud and visceral and the whole like five to 10 minutes of them landing on the moon i thought was some of the best cinema of that year uh i wonder if it'll hold up or drop a little bit uh if i watch it again because i remember loving it when i saw it in theaters and i think it's either i'm gonna love it much more if i watch it again or love it much less even though again i still think it's at least of that year, it was one of the technically best and another one that they didn't nominate for Best Picture.
2: Yeah, I think the moon landing scene is like perfect, honestly. Like uh, probably the best moon landing scene that we have and we have like a ton of those uh, and um, like it's just visually like it's breathtaking. And um, yeah, I think it's just because his, the rest of his filmographies. So mind blowing. I'm good. <laughs> it's okay. The rest of this of, of his filmography is so mind blowing that this kind of stands out as like <clears throat> a less like a lesser film, but it's just because the rest is so good. It's not because this movie is bad by
0: any means. It's still a movie that I usually defend when people say, Oh, but it's not great compared to his rest of the movies. Like I feel like uh, I found something in it that a lot of people didn't, but I agree that it's his is worst,
2: uh okay, so let's uh say scores, let's start with Gauss, so we can start high and finish low.
0: well, I'm gonna say eight and a half right now,
2: <laughs> David,
0: maybe not uh I
1: don't know it has been a while, so but I feel comfortable giving it a seven, okay,
2: so I'll go between both of you guys, and I'll go an eight um okay, and uh it's pretty fresh in my head, so I think it hardly will change uh maybe we'll go down to a seven so to seven and a half in a second watch, but for now, definitely an eight great are you guys ready to for the for our main event uh the movie that got got us all very mad today
0: it made a billion dollars now <laughs> Babylon is the one that we're talking about it came out around Christmas time and Today it was nominated for three Oscars: Ridiculous. original score, costume design, and production design. Um, not actress, not picture, not director. Um, so that was upsetting.
2: That was very upsetting.
0: I want to start with David on this one because yeah. uh, I know you feel very strongly about Babylon.
1: Yeah, um, it's I. It, it's this isn't the first year where you know not necessarily Chazelle, but you know a lot of. Directors or films get, you know, snubbed, and it's it's just tiring to see, you know. And I don't know what happened. I, I people blame it on the marketing, and I don't think the marketing was horrible, but yes, it could have been better. Um, for me, I think the release date was if you know having it late December and you know everywhere on in on early January. I think it would have been better as a late November early December release, maybe. Yeah, like you so, know, to get so out and, you know, have Avatar you know out of the way. You know, yeah. um, but it, uh, and and also like the length, I guess it people. But again, the avatars you know, long, so, um, it's it's a fantastic movie. Um, it, I don't think it's perfect. I I think there are some times where I think it does cross the line a little bit in terms of like the yelling, the the grotesqueness of it, the the decadence and all that stuff. But you know, I'm always, I'm always championing you know new things, and he brought such a, you know, tale as old as time, and Hollywood. But he just, he showed he showed it in a way that's just amazing, you know, like a lot of one shots, a, a lot of uh, stuff, you know, a lot of scenes that are memorable and I could watch over and over again. And unfortunately, I didn't get to watch it again because you know, because it did so horribly. You know, show times it's out of theaters. You know, a lot of theaters, so it's. Mm-hmm. It, um, but yeah it's a brilliant movie i i saw it at an early screening at the castro theater and unfortunately like damien chazelle was supposed to be there but he they say he got sick but uh diego calva the the lead actor he 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 still made it and um, he's a great guy too and uh, he he i loved his answers and um i i I, you know thinking about it i i'd I'd hoped he you know he probably would have been nice to see him get more awards recognition I thought it was a solid performance,
0: especially about it.
1: Yeah, uh, it, like for a new, like a fairly newcomer, um, he he did a great performance. Obviously, going against Margot or uh, Brad Pitt, um, but yeah, he's a great guy, and um, I I can't wait to see what else he's got, you know, in store in the future. But a uh, great movie, and it's just it's it's literally a crime, and they should get arrested for not nominating Babylon. Yeah.
0: Now they have 10 movies that they need to nominate and they still didn't get in Babylon.
2: Yeah, but they got in Elvis, so there you go. Um that
0: weirds me out. Like So Elvis. Uh
2: I will yeah. What? Sorry?
1: Aren't they lowering the number, right?
0: Um, Again, I don't think so. I don't know. They just expanded it to you need to put in 10 starting last year, so I don't think they plan on
2: yeah, I think that yeah, I think yeah. that's what you yeah. Okay, so I agree with you, a hundred percent. The the thing with Babylon is it, it comes so close to being a perfect movie uh, that you're, you're almost upset that it isn't. Like because, like you said, sometimes it does cross a line in the grotesque, and sometimes it does. Actually, only one time it cr- crossed the line for me in like the. ...self-awareness of it, like, in the last scene. Uh, honestly, it's in my top five of the year. Uh, and, um... especially Margot... ...like, performance-wise, Margot Robbie blew me away. Like, she... ...she... ...it's such a crime. You were talking about a crime... ...like, for sure it's a crime that this movie is not nominated for anything. For sure. Like, it should have been in for, uh... ...maybe directing Best Picture screenplay, cinematography, a bunch of things. But it is a crime that Margot Robbie is not in the conversation for Best Actors.
0: And they weren't even, like, predicting her. Like, it would have been sad if she wasn't nominated today. But the the whole, like... Like, it had 56% on Rotten Tomatoes. And, like, I n- understand what turned people off about it. But I'm upset, anyway, that, like, people that some people didn't see what we saw because I had such a good time. Um, Even like there isn't really that much of a moving story. It's usually just like shit coming out of nowhere. And I honestly love that way of storytelling. It reminded me of like Paul Thomas Anderson's work like with Boogie Nights or, or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where it's kind of just like you see long scenes of people just filming movies.
2: And you see Brad Pitt drunk in Hollywood. Oh,
0: yeah. That too, that too. And Margot Robbie is a naive up-and-coming actress <laughs> yeah. in both movies
2: no but like uh, her character arc in this movie is like it's like like her performance it blew me away it's it didn't go the direction I thought it was gonna go uh, and that's mostly true for this whole script like um, like I said they were always surprising you and throwing you like some crazy curveballs that you didn't see coming that speech that, uh, remind me the actress's name, Gal, Jean please, Smart? That Jean Smart gave to Brad Pitt was one of the most
0: That's incredible
2: scri- incredible like scripted moments that i seen in movies this year. One of the best, for sure. And she's lovely. Oh, she's great in the movie. Um, uh, but yeah, just what she had to say about this craft that we love just made me like... This is like the messages that about movies and film that Damien Chazelle really knows how to put in his movies without throwing it in your face. He just puts this beautiful messages about art and what it really means. When we're trying to explain how much we love this stuff, it's because of shit like this.
0: And the way he like tells his character arcs without even completing them at times, without telling you that much you need to know. Um, or like the way he just like, again, throws in shit that might not even matter. or prolong scenes for like the opening scenes, like 30 minutes. I don't even know. And I was just in for whatever this movie had to offer because I, because the world brought me in. The music was spectacular. And, um, the way the camera and everything just immersed me into what felt like something so grand. Again, he's so good at doing that. Um, like you felt like the world that he created in front of you stretches so far and there's so many little stories to tell. And yeah, man, it was it was great. And it was over three hours and I felt the runtime, but I also didn't mind it because there were times where I just didn't want it to end.
2: Yeah, I just wanted to stay there as long as the that would have me. And honestly. when you get out,
0: it's like unfair. Like he only releases a movie every three to four years. Like why?
2: I think this is why, because they're this good, and you need time for good things.
0: Um, Actually, before this, you did every two years, but now yeah. it's going to be longer.
2: Uh, are you guys ready for uh, some scores? Uh, just because it got snubbed. I'll give it 9.5. Same,
0: 9.5. Same, 9.5.
2: There you go. It's a to, as close to a perfect movie as a movie can get. <laughs> as close um, to a
0: perfect movie as an imperfect movie can get. I get why it divided people, but I still don't get how the reception was less positive than Elvis.
2: No, it's it's <laughs> ridiculous. I hate it so much. Uh, I'm so disappointed yeah. at the Academy right now.
1: Yeah, a lot of people still haven't seen it, but it. it I think it might gain a you know a future love for it because you know you do see people seeing it for the first time now, and they're like, "Wow, it's it's, it's amazing," or they're like, "There are some things I didn't like about it, but it's a really great film." So I'm like, "Okay, finally, people are." just start spreading you know
0: i think for sure it's gonna like grow a bigger following and again i bring up pta like he's not really relevant but his style is similar to the like storytelling in this movie where it's like it's not exactly linear but it still has these things that like i feel like people will latch on to when they watch it in the coming years
2: yeah for sure shout out to jacob from uh Jacob watches films He's watched this movie Four times in the last Five week. now five, No five Five times Yo. in the last week He went to the theater Five times He must be times. devastated And uh, uh My heart goes out to you my man I know you must be You must be in a serious depression right now
0: So it's currently made It's sad to say This movie's made 28 million As okay. opposed to 78 million dollars Jacob's 27 only responsible million for,
2: from, uh, Went to yeah. Jacob Yeah Jacob's only responsible For half of that Um <laughs> But yeah, uh, it's, it's such a good movie, and it's such a shame that, uh, that this happened.
0: Uh, it's an odd one yeah. also, because again, movies like Don't Look Up or Vice, they got like 50-something, and not everyone loved it, but they got that boost because of the big director and the appealing style. And I thought for sure Babylon was going to have that luck today, and guess not.
2: No, I knew it was going to be bad. I was already prepared, but it doesn't mean it hurt any less um are you guys ready to rank uh damien's movies uh this is what we do usually uh david when we're when we have like these director episodes we like uh ranking their movies i think it's pretty obvious from our yeah. from our scores but it's still fun to i feel to like we'll have similar about. lists i'll yeah. say
0: i'll say number four first man three babylon two whiplash one la land
1: <laughs> same same (laughs) okay
0: last time uh, that's the end of the episode
2: last time we did martin mcdonough and we had each completely different list i don't think we had uh, one movie in the same spot we didn't the three of (laughs) us wild and uh and now we have everyone with the same exact list i think this is fun i do think that babylon has the potential of maybe surpassing whiplash i'm not sure for now it's a no uh but
1: you never know with these things like maybe you're watching it like more times and i just hope that with babylon like i guess getting snubbed and not being a commercial success i hope he still has the opportunity to keep making the films that he wants to make instead of like maybe i i hope the studios don't get weird and like you know watch him more or not give him a, the budget he wants or because he's he's such a great, such artist, a great and artist and yeah. I, I mean he's, he's still, still the
0: la land guy um, so I think yeah. he'll always have that stamp. Like, even before the movie yeah. came out... He's they... the
2: youngest director to ever win an Academy Award. Nobody's ever taking that away from him. He was, what, 36? He
0: 32 when he won. 32? Now he's 38.
2: 32, that's insane. Nobody's ever taking that from him. Like, ever. I, I've, I... Guys,
0: I have this movie that I just made.
2: Gao, you're not winning Best, <laughs> best Director, but sorry.
0: <laughs> Maybe when I'm 50.
2: Uh... But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm happy that like La La Land was his, the first movie I ever watched from him in the theater, and um, it's always gonna be a magical moment that I that I treasure. And yeah, we love Damien Chazelle over here. Um, no complaints about him at all, and uh, we just hope that, like David said, he gets to keep doing his own thing and nobody messes with him. And uh, yeah. I guess that's the episode for today gal
0: Alright, uh, thank you David for joining us This has been a long time in the making You've been a terrific guest And yeah, you were fellow thank film you. fanatic And we'd like to thank um, Mr. Chazelle For uh, doing what he's doing and inspiring us
2: Claps to the man
0: And I'd like to thank Justin Hurwitz for changing our lives With his yes. music
2: Wow Crazy Four different
0: times Four different times
2: um uh, yeah, uh, I would like to also thank David for for coming up. That was, this was a truly great episode uh, and uh yeah, do you want to shout out your uh, your socials and everything David?
1: Uh, just no just follow these guys you know they they're way better than I am so uh, no come on I
0: mean I wouldn't go that far.
2: <laughs> thank you. If, you if you want to follow David follow Adam ultimate movie account on Instagram do
0: check out his stuff his reels are fantastic
2: they truly are <laughs> um and uh, if you want to follow us at film spot over here uh on instagram and tiktok so thank you guys uh for watching or listening uh wherever you are uh thank you david for coming up and we'll see you guys next time i'm alan
0: and i'm gall see you soon